here tonight, I want to talk to you about this need for Christmas for just a few moments. And this Christmas season, we as Christians, we should know the real meaning of this season that we call Christmas. We say that we know the way, we say that we know the truth, and we say that we know the life, but we, do we really understand the reason for this season? Many who are not even saved by Christ sing songs that show our faith in our Savior. Christmas pageants are performed. Christmas songs are written all over the world. Christmas meals are perfectly prepared. Even Christmas messages are given specifically on the subject such as this that we call Christmas. But in the midst of it all, do we really understand? Can we look past the manger and see a Savior? Can we look past the presence and see God's true gift? Can we look beyond the tree and see his true creation's beauty? Now, in order to identify and truly understand the true meaning of Christmas, I looked at it and I began to even ask myself a few questions. Do I understand the real meaning of what we would call Christmas? Do I fully get and understand? And to really understand anything... Just like your teacher told you, put down your books, we're going to give you a test, right? Because to really comprehend the lesson, you must take a test. You have to really go through something in order to understand something. And many times, just like a child who's been given a gift, do they really appreciate what was given to them? In order for that to happen, you will have to go through a test. When I was five years old, my father gave me a gift, and I can tell you right now, I have no idea where that gift is. I don't know if it's broken, if it's in the garbage, if it disintegrated. I have no idea. But my father gave me a gift when I was 21 years old. I still have it in its package. Why? Because I went through a few things by the time I went from five to 21, and I began to understand the real meaning of what a gift is. See, as you go through some things, you go through some experiences, and it really teaches you the real meaning of whatever that test was. And so here tonight, just like any test, you got to get asked a few questions. Can I hear an amen? Now, I know many of us didn't like tests. Matter of fact, we used to skip out on school because, oh, today was test day. I'm gone. Well, if there's anybody that should not skip out on the meaning of Christmas, it should be Christians. I'm going to say that one more time. If there's anybody that should not skip out on the meaning of Christmas, it should be Christians. People are out there thinking the real meaning of Christmas has to do with a wrapping under a tree. They think it's what's inside of a box. They think that if I can pursue somebody's happiness, therefore, I've, uh, I've attached myself to the real meaning. My friend, happiness is not the real meaning of Christmas. Matter of fact, happiness is based on happenings. If you get good happenings, then you're happy. If you get bad happenings, you're sad. So if you base your happiness on happenings, you're only going to base it on if you receive things, not actually if you give anything. Tonight, I really want us to understand the real meaning of what we would call Christmas. We ask ourselves a few questions. If we were to ask ourselves a few questions, these are the questions that I ask myself. 
even within the meaning of Christmas. And we look at it, and as a matter of fact, as I look to my right, your left, we see here this baby in a manger and these people around this. And we look, was this the real meaning of Christmas? What really is it here tonight that we look at in these next few days in this season? And these questions that we ask ourselves, number one is, why did Jesus come? Why did he came? Who was the one that actually came? And what was the result of him having come? Why did he come? It's summed up in the very first verse that we read here in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. It says, so she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Now, Jesus means Savior. It means Savior because he will save his people from their sins. Why did he come? It's right there in that verse. That's the whole meaning of Christmas right there. That's the whole meaning of Christmas. Why did Jesus come? He came because there was a problem called sin. That's it. I'm sorry to say, I know I might shock a few people here, even a few children. I know. But if you're going to hear anything, if you're going to hear any truth, I want you to hear it from behind the pulpit. Santa I know I, I think I'm going I think there's still a few 24 year olds that don't know this. Still a few 44 year olds that may not know this. I know. I, I, I know. Santa, he's not real. I know. It's crazy, huh? But you want to know who is real? There is a man by the name of Jesus. And he, the Bible says, is the eternal gift. So every gift that you have ever received, the Bible says, every good and perfect thing, every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes from him. Jesus is the reason for this season. Now, why did he come? He, come, he didn't come so that you could just be happy. So I'm happy. That's why he came. He came so that I can have the newest Jordans. He came so that I can have the nicest car. He came that I can have the, la the latest fashion clothes and the, the latest fashion thing. That's why he came. No, my friend. He came to save you from your sins. That's why he came. He came for you and for me, a sinner. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a sinner. But tell them this, but he came for you. Listen, if there was no sin, then there would be no need for a savior. If you weren't drowning, there would no, be no need for a lifeguard. There'd be no need. What would be the need? See, because you and I were both drowning in our sin, we needed a Savior. See, some people, they just continue to drown, but because they think they're still breathing, that they're living. My friend, just because you're breathing doesn't mean you're living. I'm going to say that one more time. Just because you're breathing doesn't mean you're living. I know a lot of people that they're breathing while they're drowning, 
But because you and I have this man that we call the Savior who saved us from our sins, we have a chance at life. He is the way, the truth, and he's the life. This is why he came. He came to reach and save that which was lost. Matthew chapter 21 verse 23 says this. It says the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. God with us. We used to sing that song many, many years ago. I don't know how many of you remember that song. Do you guys remember that song? Emmanuel, Emmanuel. You guys remember that? His name is called Emmanuel, God with us, revealed in us. His name is called Emmanuel. Elijah's looking at me like, why are you singing, Dad? See, this right here in verse 23 is what Christmas is all about. Listen to me. Uh, I know that we see nativity scenes all over the place, and we see this baby in a manger, but I want us to really understand and really get the point of the meaning of Christmas. It wasn't just about a baby that came and laid in some hay. The Bible says that he came down, called himself Emmanuel, because God came to dwell with us. That's what Christmas was for. That's what the real meaning of the very first Christmas was all about. So that God can come with us. A hundred percent God and a hundred percent goo goo gaga. God with us. He dwelled with us. He lived with us. And he lives in us. This is what Christmas is all about Christmas is all about God becoming the man unless we understand that God was the one in this crib then we are really not understanding the real meaning of Christmas Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 said for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given no, as I began to read that scripture, I, I looked at a few commentaries over and over and over, and I was reading them. I said, man, why does it say, for unto us a child is born, and for unto us a son is given? How come it doesn't say, unto us a son is born? How come it doesn't say that? Isn't that what it's all about, the birth of the Son of God? No. See, if we understand, we need to understand something. He was 100% God before he even became this little baby. God always was. See, there was the son before there was this baby. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit always was. Unto us the son was given. Even before time began, he was and always will be. See, there was the birth of a child, but the son was just given to us at that time. It took this Christmas for us to be given this gift. That's what the real meaning of Christmas is all about. It's all about the gift of a Savior, the gift of the Son. The gift, listen to me. This is very important because I want our children to really understand this. Listen, to, even to all the kids and even to all the parents. Listen, it's not about the gift that is given under a tree. 
The gift was given even before time began. It's just up to us to receive that gift. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a hand of praise. See, we need to understand that the nativity scene doesn't have a baby in it. It has God in it. There is God in that manger. Many of us, we look and we begin to see Christmas nativity scenes and we think it's the birth of just a child. No, the son was given to us. Yeah, there was a birth of a baby. That's because you and I needed what my father used to always call love with flesh on it. We needed something. We needed that. But even the prophet Isaiah called it from the very beginning. He says, look, there's going to be a virgin birth and you're going to be given the son. It's up to you and I here this night, even tonight, will we receive that gift? Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? See, even though the son was given, not many people saw this. We hear about many of the the, the story, we've heard the stories has been performed on stages. We read the, the Bible there in Matthew about how it talks about the Magi. They came from around, they saw the star, and they, they entered into this end or to the stable next to the end. And so we see all the performances, and we've heard many of these stories. But even though we see performances, even though we hear about the stories, and as we read this story, there were some people, they did not see the ultimate gift. The government didn't see the gift. Herod didn't see the gift. The innkeeper didn't see the gift. But three wise men saw the gift. See, some of you might be here tonight, and you might be missing the ultimate gift. You might be missing the whole reason for this season. See, the whole reason why, the Bible says it right there, Emmanuel, God with us. He was 100% man and 100% God. Jesus was thirsty, but yet he still said, I have a water that will never make you thirst again. 100% man, 100% God. Jesus was hungry, yet he was still able to break some bread and feed 5,000 people. 100% man, 100% God. Jesus was still tired, yet nevertheless, he will give you a strength that will take any restless bone out of you. 100% man, 100% God. The purpose and the real meaning of Christmas is right there. Emmanuel, God with us. I like what it says also in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. So just read with me there. If you haven't highlighted these scriptures, this is Christmas. Matthew chapter 21 and Isaiah chapter 9 right here. Verse 6, it says, And the government shall be upon his shoulder." Now, wait a second. This is just a baby. Why, what would a baby have to, how could a baby hold on to a government on their shoulders? What does that have to do with anything? Well, if you know anything when it comes to anything royal, what they do is many of the kings and, and the queens, they wear royal robes upon their shoulders. So when we read this prophet, when he's talking here, he says, look, when this baby is born, the government will be upon his shoulders. I'm here to tell you, listen, you can take yourself and your governing of yourself off your shoulders and put it on God. That was the whole reason why he was born on this earth. See, some of you right now are in a situation where you're trying to figure it out yourself. You don't have to. 
You don't have to figure it out. That was the whole reason why he came. He came so that he can help you in your life, govern your life. You do not have to take it and guide yourself through your own pathway. He can govern you. Then what, then what I like it says right here, this is very awesome to you. The government shall be upon the shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. There are so many different names that we find about this baby that was born. So many different names that if you're wondering, saying, man, but I'm going through this. I have this upon, and you feel this weight upon your shoulders. I'm here to tell you, my friend, there was a baby that was born that was ready to take whatever weight is upon your shoulders. Now, if you understand that it was beyond a baby, it was more than just a little, you know, give a little baby a pacifier. No, 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 no. That's not the meaning of Christmas. In that manger was a God who could take upon your sins, take the weight of the world off of you. He's a wonderful counselor, a mighty God. I don't know about you, but man, I thank God that there's somebody who can be a wonderful counselor in my life. I need some counseling every now and then. Oh, I want every now and now and now and now and now and then. See, and listen to me. And I know many times we, we look at the pastor or we look at the ministers and we look at certain people. We go, man, if only I can call the pastor, he can give me some counsel. If only I can get a hold of the, the minister or somebody there at church, then they can help me. I'm here to tell you that if you look beyond the hay, you will see God. He's a mighty counselor. He's a wonderful counselor. That's why he came. That's the meaning of Christmas, to help you in your counsel needs. The Bible says he is a prince of peace. You know what a prince does? A prince comes in and just makes sure that everything is set and in order and makes sure that everything and everyone is flowing in its right place. The prince of peace. He understands that whatever your situation you're going through, he can give you peace. But you don't understand. Peace. So wait, wait, but, but you don't fully understand what I'm going through. That's the great thing I love about God. He came, and he didn't just say, I'm going to stay up here in the clouds or wherever we think he, he is trying to figure out God. He says, no, no, I'm going to come down, and I'm not even going to be in a palace. I'm going to be in a little stable. And people won't see me because they're going to see other things that they think is the real meaning of Christmas. But if you look past it all, look past the hotel, look past the government, look past all the policies, look past it all, you're going to see the real meaning of Christmas. This is who came. He died for you and for me. He was born for you and for me. That, my friend, is the real meaning of Christmas. This is the greatest gift. Listen, if I never give my kids a gift ever again, but I tell them one of the, the I tell them the one greatest gift that can ever be given is Jesus, then I fulfilled all the Christmas wish lists. I fulfilled everything. Listen to me. It's very important, parents. Listen to me, parents, because we get so stressed. We get so stressed on wanting to give our kids gift under a tree rather than the man who came and died on the tree. We need to really catch this. Get past beyond it all. 
get past beyond all the happenings of who we think we are and what we think we can accomplish. I'm telling you, the greatest gift that you can give is the one that was given even before time began. Even before time began, the son was given. Tonight, I really want to make sure that we understand the real meaning of Christmas. To me, it's kind of summed up in these two verses right here, in these two scriptures. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, and Isaiah chapter 9. And if you have any opportunity to highlight it, put it there. People ask you about Christmas, and they wonder about this, and they wonder about that. Listen, as Christians, if anybody should know the real meaning of Christmas, it should be us. That it's us. Not obtaining everything from Macy's. Not obtaining, getting everything from the latest fashion store. But saying, you know what, God? I know that you came to be my counselor. You came to be my prince of peace. You came to be my savior, my lord, my king, my master, my everything. That's my prayer here today, tonight, on this Christmas holiday season. Now, I also stress this as well as I come to a close, when we come to the piano, I also stress this as well to, to those of you that you're going to be traveling and going seeing family that is not saved. You're going to go see family that is not saved. What can happen is this. You can get lost like Jesus got lost in a stable. People just didn't see him. People did not care for a little baby. They didn't care. It was just somebody else. Just another thing that has to happen. And you can get lost the same way there in your household. And you can get lost in there and say, well, I'm just giving gifts. I'm just, I'm just here because I have to make sure this holiday season I show my face. Or you could tell your family, listen, there's a bigger gift that we can ever give that's under a tree. There's a bigger gift that can ever be given that you and I can't even hold with our hands. Our heart can barely hold it. Herod missed it. The innkeeper missed it. The government missed it. But as for me and my house, we're not going to miss it. We will not miss the real meaning of Christmas. Listen, now, now I know that even at times we, we get a little caught up in you know, oh, happy St. Nick and, you know, certain things that happen, you know, that Christmas and that's where we have reindeer and things like that. And that's all cute and that's fun. And I, I, I have no problem with that. I really don't. But if you miss the real meaning of Christmas, then, yeah, I, there is a problem. There's a problem. Because you've missed it all. You think it's about a guy who comes down a chimney when really he was given even before time began. We think it's about a person with a sack filled with toys when really he's looking just for an open heart. We miss it all. And I don't want us to miss it this holiday season. I don't want us to miss the real meaning of Christmas. This real meaning. He came for the sins of his people. If you were his people, he came for you. He came for you. He died for you. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What does that mean? That means that no matter what you've done or you think you can ever do, he still died for you and still loves you, no matter what. 
but I have to do stuff. I have to, I have to give gifts. I have to, I have to please people. I have to, you don't have to do anything. But I have to, I have to, you don't have to. Christ did everything that has to be done. Don't get lost in the culture of Christmas by missing the meaning of Christmas. Don't miss it. It's very important. Try to be a little bit, you know, humorous with a little bit theological at the same time. Try to make sure that we understand this. This is very important. It's very important that we understand this. And I want to make sure that my children understand this as well. All gifts, every good and perfect thing comes from above. If you got to tell your children that, hey, Christ has a helper, you can tell them that Christ has a helper. That's perfectly fine. But don't forget that it was Christ that gave it to them. Christ. He is the reason for this season. It's not wearing green and red and getting the eggnog and going to these Christmas parties and having all these cookies and the meal. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, we do that in this church all season. We don't need a Christmas for that. If this is your first time within our church, trust me, you think that we just give away toys just at this time? We don't. We do it all the time because we've learned the meaning of what it is to be a true Christian. So if you don't really know them, I want to challenge you. Come and be a part of our church, not just this season, but all seasons. And watch, you'll see. But for those of us that we are saved, we do know Christ. And we do know. Let's not miss like the innkeeper did. Let's not miss it like the, you know, the, the government did. Let's not miss it because we could. We could miss it all. But let's do our best to say, you know what? I know that Christ is the real meaning of this season. He came for me. He came just, if you can get anything out of this message, know this. He was born just for me. He came as a savior just for me. He came on this earth just for me. If you get that in your spirit, that's the only thing you get out of this whole message. He came on this earth, Emmanuel, God with us just for me. Bow your heads with me. Let's pray. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, you would touch the hearts, the minds, the bodies, the souls, Lord God. The men and women that are here, Lord God. Touch the children as well, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that we have the perfect opportunity to share with our kids and share with our family, share with our friends the real meaning of Christmas. Father, when the world is trying to push Christmas out the door, Father, I pray that we would keep Christmas in our hearts. To me, Jesus, that just means that there's a revival about to come. It's just showing signs of revival. The more that the world wants to push in darkness, the more that I see the fire of revival coming in. That's what I feel in my spirit, God. I pray right now that you would touch the hearts and the minds, the bodies, the souls, Lord God. Touch each and every person that is here, Lord God. This holiday season, as they travel to their friends, as they travel, travel to their families, bless them. Give them traveling mercies, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. This is what I want to do. With every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around. I feel this in my spirit. With every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around, please, out of respect for God. 
With every head bowed and every eye closed, if there's anybody here tonight that you do not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you know him as maybe a baby in a manger. You might know him as a person who was on a cross. Maybe you saw in a movie or you heard about through your parents or through your friends. But you haven't had a personal encounter with this Emmanuel, with this Savior. He's come with us. Or maybe you did at one time, but maybe you were backslidden. You had a backslidden state. And you're saying, you know what? I need to, to come back. I need to let God back in my life. With every head bowed and every eye closed and nobody looking around. And you say, you know what? I want Jesus to dwell not just around me, but to dwell in me. With every head bowed and every eye closed and you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, if that's you here tonight, you want Jesus to be your Savior, not just a baby in a manger. Two, if tonight is your night, just raise your hand. Ready? Three, raise your hand from all over this place. From all over this place. That is awesome. Look at those hands. Look at those hands. Hallelujah. Go ahead and put your hand down. Go ahead and put your hand down. Anybody else, you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, kids and parents alike. Just raise your hand and then quickly put it down if you haven't already. God bless you. Put your hand down. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else from the top to the bottom, you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I think this is the best time to give your life to Christ. He was born and given to us. Now give him your life. Now this is what I want to do. Everybody stand with me here. Everybody stand, please. This is what I want to do. Can you bow your heads with me one more time? Just bow your heads with me one more time. For those of you that raised your hand, and there were many, even children.